0: Uh-oh. All right, here we go. Okay, so we're discussing, we're contrasting the difference between the two different meditations, the meditation of Sukkot versus the meditation of Birchas Krishma, right? So that's, that's what we've been discussing. So what we talked about with regards to uh, the union of the Hizbayinus of of Izimra is the idea of looking at the world looking at the world, seeing how great the world is, seeing how incredible that everything is being created from aziva, ha'ara, from Hashem, right? That that is the idea of, of the hisbonus of psukot On the other hand, we have the Hizboinness of Krishma. Krishma is the idea of eno milvado. There's nothing else except for Hashem. And as we've been discussing for the last few days, is that each one has a maila and a chisar. The meditation of uh zimra is something that's a lot more realistic. Because I could say about myself that I exist. I exist, I'm getting created every single second, and, but I exist, there's something here. So on the one hand, it's less true. On the other hand, it's something that I could, uh, I could gr- grasp, it's something that is within my reach. On the other hand, the, Kriyash, the, the, the meditation of Krishna, right, is the idea of eno milvado. There's nothing else here except for Hashem. So that's the emissive truth. Right, but on the other hand, it's very hard to have a meditation that I don't exist. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. You yeah,
1: said so, uh, to see my question for the beginning. I
0: yeah, I don't remember what your question was, though. Sorry, sorry. It was a great question. What was it? He it
1: was, um, said the first, like the like the mushroom first step is like just like a story of like the like praise of a king, and like from that, that's the, that's where you have to. You have to get to that level first before you can go to the to essence the level. So, like, I was trying, like, and, like it's, like, hard times like, when you're davening and you try this meditation. Mm-hmm. That I, I don't understand, like, why can you, maybe, like, why can't I go to the high level? Why have you have to do this level first? Like just like, like, just like with the king, you have to praise him first before you get to, get to meet him personally. And, like, how can you, like, in terms of how can we apply it without, like, like like, think, like getting down about it,
0: you know? Like, Why getting down about it? What does it mean getting down about it? Like, I
1: don't know, like... they uh, like, feel like, like you're praising Hashem like, for His greatness, like you're so like, low. You
0: know? No, I think it's not so much that you're so low, it's just how incredible the world is, and looking at the incre- you know, amazingness of the world and appreciating the world for what it is, and the fact that Hashem is creating every single se- thing every second. But the idea is basically, if I am understanding your question correctly.
1: Why this step before that?
0: Right, is that bichlal in life, you have to have chitzonius before panemius. For example, it's very hard to have a relationship with another person by just, you know, going right into the most deepest topics. First, you have to get to know the person. You have to make the person comfortable with you. You have to be comfortable. Let's go back to our our example of shidduch. Right? The objective of Shaduchim is to try to see, is this person someone I want to live with for the rest of my life? Right? That's basically the goal of the whole story. Right? So the question is, how are you going to see that? You know, in other words, if you give her a questionnaire, right, it's not really going to work. This is not an interview process. This is a process of trying to get to know another person. Right? And trying to see whether this person might be the most incredible person in the world, but it might not be good for you. Right? So you have to somehow figure out who is this person? Who is this person that I am that I am getting to know? So you have to begin Sasan, so move over just one way or the other. You're directly in my line with Shalom. Thank you. So the idea is that that the idea is that that you have to begin by making the other person comfortable. And you also have to get comfortable, right? You have to get to know each other. You have to get to know, get to feel each other, you get to see who is this other person, right, that you're getting to, that you're going out with, you know? And so if you start asking her the deepest questions on the first date, or she starts asking you the deepest questions on the first date of the most, uh, uh, you know, biggest secrets that you may have in your life, you're going to feel very uncomfortable. You're not going to really want to open up. You have to make the other person feel comfortable. So how do you make the other person feel comfortable? Right? By giving them a questionnaire, it's not going to make them feel comfortable. By saying, okay, this is an interview process. What do you do in this situation? What do you do in that situation? What do you do? you You have to somehow create an environment and through creating that environment, little by little, you get to know this other person. And then after a while, all of a sudden, you realize that you are communicating on a much deeper level than, for example, the first time you met. But it comes as a step-by-step process. You can't dive right in. And you can't, it's not an artificial thing that you have to, you have to allow it to be natural. That's how it is in every relationship. If you don't start with the first step, you can't get to step number two. It's the same thing here with us. The first thing—that's what he's been discussing the whole time on this page. I have it as page Good Gimel—is this idea of a chakika mi bechutz. The first thing I have to do is I have to take away my own coarseness, right? By taking away my own coarseness, I could start to have a, an appreciation for Hashem, right? I don't even know who Hashem is. I don't know what he's talking about. Who who are we talking to here? Like you know, we dump into davening, and most of the time we're in davening, we're thinking about. All the things that I have to do with my day. I do this and this and this and this. And then my mother called. My father called. my This and this one called. I have to deal with that. I have to deal with this thing. Right? And that could be the entire davening. It goes like that. So you never really got past. You never really had any type of connection with Hashem. Yeah, sure, you said the words, but, you're, but it could be that your brain was somewhere completely different. And for most of us, you know, on many days, that's what happens with davening. Instead of it being this spiritual experience and this incredible connection to Hashem, it winds up just being a time where we're like, uh, our brains are just riveting between one subject and the other as we're trying to, you know, like uh, get on with the rest of our day. The world's cheapest flight. The world's cheapest flight, is that what you said? (laughs) Very funny. So the the idea is, how do I get there? How do I get to a point that I could actually make this into a more... Uh, of a meaningful experience and actually connect the way I'm supposed to connect. And obviously, once I'm able to connect, then it will influence the rest of my day, it'll influence the rest of my week, it'll influence the rest of my life. right? Davening is not just supposed to be another thing that I put on my to-do list, you know, like Rambam and whatever, you know, I just put a check here, okay, did this, did I, did that, did I, did another thing. But for most of us, it winds up being just that, right? And so what he's saying here, going back to your question, is there's a recipe as how to change that experience. And in order to change the experience, you have to sort of have to follow the recipe, right? And the recipe says that the first step is a he's bonus of just general ideas of how Hashem is creating the world, looking at the world, looking at what's going on, looking at trying to get a little bit more of an appreciation for who Hashem is. And as such, sort of taking away from yourself. In other words, you have to, um, going back to our shidduch idea, in order to really connect to another person, you have to make yourself vulnerable. In other words, how are you really going to understand who the other person is? Only if she is going to become vulnerable, right, by telling you deeper ideas about herself. But she is not going to become vulnerable and you're not going to understand who she is unless you are ready to make yourself vulnerable. So you have to sort of take away the... the, the Guards from yourself, but on the other hand, it has to be in a natural way. It can't be the first date. You you know say like, okay, these are all my issues. You know, here we go, I'm making myself vulnerable. She's going be like, oh, okay, you know, hold on, you know, whoa, <laughs> whoa, cowboy, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, take it easy, right? So, so I, guess I can't
1: say you on the
0: first day. You could do whatever you want, but you know, in other words, it's like whoa, okay. So the same thing here. The first step in, in the relationship is that first thing you have to do is like it says in Shulchan Aruch, that you have to like go when, when it's like almost like that you have to go in between two doors, like when you go into Daven. Like you're going through two doors. What does that mean? Like what does that mean? I have to find a, a building that has a door number one and door number two? What, like what, what is that? Obviously that's not what it's referring to. It means you have to like settle yourself. So the first thing that has to happen is there has to be a certain settling that has to take place. And then there has to be a beginning of this connection, this relationship that's supposed to take place. And then after that, then you could go into a deeper relationship. And that becomes the Hizban of Krishna and finally winding up in Shemona Esri where you're, you know, it's supposed to be in this state of total Bithul And that's sort of like the, the step-by-step process of, of this trip that you're supposed to be taking. Yeah? In the beginning, like, that's
1: what I was like, asking, because like, with the king, it's like, very artificial, you know? It's like the guy is just like praising in order to get like um, in more closer. It's like with Hashem, it's like I was kind of like about, like I I'm, just, I'm just like praising in order to like just get get closer. Like 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 just like it's like a fake praise. You know? like, you know what I'm well, it
0: doesn't have to be a fake praise. That's the whole point. The point is that it is a fake praise as long as you don't know what you're <coughs> really talking about. Not you, but me, uh, all of us. In other words, if we just you know rattle it off. Like it's you know our most of our habits to do, including myself, you know it's like you just you you you're usually person is so busy with life that they don't take they don't etch out this period of time to make it into the spiritual experience that it's supposed to be, um, and then it becomes yes yeah, exactly what you said like much more of a superficial experience the whole thing, uh, but if you could try, and I could try, you know I should speak in first person not second person, right uh, to muster up the energy to try to like at least carve out a certain period of time during the davening to make it into more of a real experience i mean really the way it's supposed to work in tom chitimim is that you're supposed to have gone to mikvah hopefully before seven thirty. that would be ideal and hopefully you're supposed to um you know come to hasid 's class and you're supposed to learn the mimer you know and then uh, learn the mimer by yourselves for a while and then think about the mimer and then 8.30 to 9, it's really supposed to be preparation to get you into the mode, right? Not supposed to be a time when you know, you're doing all the uh, you know, the errands that you have to take care of. And then finally when 9 o'clock comes rolls around, either you already started davening because you want to daven uh, with a little bit more length to your davening, or you've done daven with dominion but your, your mind is already in a different space. Like your mind is much more mentally where it needs to be. In other words, that's that's sort of the goal of this whole project. That's what we were supposed to be doing, right? So if you do that, so then your day winds up being a very different day. Um, you know, it doesn't always happen that way because we're all busy people, and even as a bacher, right? Even though a bacher is not, in, you know, I, mean, I don't know what exactly everyone's so busy with, but let's say that they are busy, right? But it, the bottom line is, is that to try to carve out that time and to make something of the experience. Like, there's something to it. Like, even, I mean, the havdil of a billion of dollars. let's call it like this, just about every single CEO of a Fortune 500 company nowadays is meditating in the morning or at some point during the day. You know, so, you know, it's not like, it's like there, there is something <coughs> even scientifically to this of changing yourself, of, of taking a period of time. Now, that's, you know, in the secular world, Right? So, kol shikin v'kal you know, us that want to have a relationship with Hashem and we're supposed to be impacting, you know, the way that we are uh, experiencing our day. Now, why do they meditate, these CEOs? It's not because they have a lot, they have, you know, they just have so many extra hours in their day and they don't know what to do with it. So, someone came up with an idea, you know, why don't you spend at least, you know, 15 minutes, a half hour meditating? That's a good way to fill up your time because you probably have so much extra time. These people don't have any extra time. Right, these people's schedules are, you know, beyond uh, what we can imagine, but yet they are taking the time to to change themselves in a certain way. So the havdil, you know, davening is, it, it is supposed to be this idea of changing ourselves and putting ourselves into a different space and having this whole different focus on what Hashem is and how we're supposed to be doing it. Right. So it's definitely not what we're talking about with regards to the meditation of a CEO. But it just gives you a little bit of a taste of even the secular world realizes that there's something to this. But if davening becomes just, you know, another box to tick that you've accomplished, you know, in the the course of your day. So then for sure, it's not accomplishing what it's supposed to be accomplishing, not by the Jewish world and not by even the secular world standards. Right, so that's something to think about. Okay, let's, let, let's read a little bit. I've talked enough already. So it says like this, It's the opposite. How the worlds are completely nullified out of their form. Right? And the truth is how they're really not even a yesh at all. Right, that they don't have that. They don't have that experience. They don't have that situation. Therefore, even uh, after, the worlds were created, right? So the idea is that they are completely, the worlds, really, uh, are not the identity that we've been meditating about uh, in Pesuchet of Zimra. Instead of thinking about the world as being its own thing, all of a sudden, now we look at it from a different point of view. If I created the world through peanut butter and the post office was peanut butter and the cars were peanut butter and the houses were peanut butter and everything was peanut butter, right? So on the one hand, if we could focus on we could focus on the fact that there are houses here and post office here and cars here and people here and everything like that, and that's what, what Sukhita Zimra is all about. Or we could say, you know, this whole thing is really just peanut butter that that's all it is and one is truer than the other but on the other hand they're both true in other words are we focusing on the post office or the existence of the post office the existence of the of the of the house existence of the tree existence of these things that's sukittizimra that's what we're focusing on on the other hand if we get you know dig deeper we could understand that its whole thing is just peanut butter so the question is, what are we focusing on? So the material that is being used to make everything is peanut butter. That's it, that's what it is. So if that's what it is, that's what it is. So can you really say that there's you know, houses and, and post office and cars and people and trees and whatever? Well, it depends. You know, it's like, uh, let's, let's not use peanut butter as an example. You know, this table is a piece of wood. Well, m- maybe, what do you mean maybe? Well, it's also, you know, made up of atoms. Well, what does that mean it's made up of atoms? Is it really, what's atoms? Well, it's neutrons and protons and electrons. And how much of that is empty space? 99.9% of that is empty space. Okay, what is that made up of? And that's made up of quarks. And how much of that is empty space? 99.9% of that is empty space. So, what is this? this is This a piece of wood. Are these atoms? Are these uh, quarks? Is it empty space? Right? So, which is more, which is true? It's all true. It depends on what we're focusing on. So, this is the idea. So, when we're talking about Sukkot Azimrah, we're focusing on the table. Look how beautiful this brown piece of wood table is. Hashem could have made the wood uh, turquoise or could have made the word, uh, world the mustard color. I don't know. It made it this brown. This is what he made it. Right? That's beautiful and it's wonderful and it's amazing and that's it. When we're talking about Krishna, however, now we're focusing on the world from a totally different magnification. And we're seeing the world really is not a piece of wood. It's really atoms. No, it's quarks. No, it's empty space. That's what it is. So that empty space is called what? called Hashem. That's what it is. It's a gravitational energy or whatever. I imagine that there would be no gravity in this world. What would you have? What would the world look like?
1: Literally be nothing because
0: the pattern couldn't attract Exactly. Other. Precisely. There literally would be nothing. It's not just that the, the table would float up into the sky because of the lack of gravity. It would be nothing because there would be no way for the uh, uh, neutrons and protons and electrons to, to hold on to each other. It would just all just float into whatever. Well,
1: that, that's a weak first, by I see
0: point. Uh, take it from my, uh, my basic, you know, uh, science skills, but that's basically the idea. So that's what we're saying here. So that Tachis, that Yichud, is really, that's all the that abishur. So just like before the world was created, it was him alone. Who, that's the way it is after the world was created. levado He is alone. He is. That the worlds are bottled out of their form. Because now we're not talking about the form anymore. We're talking about what's inside. What is it made of? They're in the same existence as the words before. So that energy before and the energy after is the same energy. That's what it is. So now we're looking at it from that perspective. Remember the point here. The point here in Chabad Hasidus is, change your brain, change your life. That's it. What are you focusing on? What is your brain focusing on? What is your brain thinking about? Right? When you change your mindset, when you change your brain, you're going to change everything about you. Going all the way down the whole list of step-by-step processes, from your emotions, to your thoughts, to your speech, to your action. Right? But it all starts in your mind. So if you're focusing on Aino Milvado, so then your brain is thinking about one thing, right? And therefore, all the different layers that come after it is going to be impacted by that. If your brain is thinking about the football game, it's going to be in a different space. And therefore, all the different layers are going to be in a different space after that, right? Either life is so hard or life is so wonderful. And it's the same life. Depends on what you're looking at, depends on how you're looking at it, depends on what, but it all starts in the mind. That's what we're talking about here. The mind, the mind, the mind. <laughs> really, because it's not a metziyus of yesh at all. Right, klava klava, excuse me. <laughs> that their whole metziyus is that there's an inyan of kaya <laughs> Just like in Atzilus, when we talk about the Kaya Chagvul, it's not a real Metzias of Yesh, right? There's no such thing as a Yesh in Atzilus,
1: <laughs> right?
0: What? Which one? The Atzmo, right? It's, there's no such thing as a Yesh in Atzilus. Everything is Elokus. right? The sphere of Chesed is elokus The sphere of Kavura is Elokus. <laughs> there's no other thing there it's just that over there in Atzilus it's very clear when you get to Bria Hashem made it be that there's a, mitzies, a yesh. there's Malach Michal now Malach Michal is completely serving Hashem he's not doing anything else that's all he's doing but there's a mitzies, there's a form called Malach Michal and therefore you're not going to call it Elochus anymore but really, what is it? It's also Eloquus. It's Kaya HaGvul. Which is more Hashem? Kaya HaBliGvul or Kaya HaGvul? Both are the same. Exactly. That's the idea. V'yekiyadu'a de Kayach HaGvul sheba'atzilus. The Kayach HaGvul in and heim like Kalim Remember this idea. We call it by different names at different places. The same thing though. Right? Before the Tzimtsum, tzim, we call it ha Gvul and Kayacha Bligvul. And before that is it's Yecholish Lahayr, Yecholish Then we get to the Timsum, we call it, right? We call it the Rishima and the Kav. Right? The reshima is the ha Gvul now, right? Being expressed. And the Kav is the Kayakha Bligvul. And then when we go down another level, we call it Iris and Kalim. But it's all Hashem. Right? And this is the famous line. This phrase is B'avoidis ha-Kiddish. B'avoidis ha-Kiddish is a famous sefer, one of the famous Kabbalah sefers that was written prior to the existence of Hasidus. It's very often quoted in uh, Chabad Hasidus. And this is the line that's most quoted. I, I mean, the idea is that what, what he says in the, in the Avodis HaKadish is that just like Hashem has ha koyach Hashem also has koyach And if you were to say that He only has koyach you'd be limiting Him. It's koyach and koyach bligvul. mimenu Because the gvul that comes out from it in the beginning is the, is the kalim. Good? Is that clear? Bahare ha-kelim da mamesh. But the kalim, the way they express themselves in, in Atzilus, is elokus. Mi ba That it's one in, with or in a complete way. And then he quotes half of a quote from the Zayar that says, Which means the way we describe it is that he and his uh, causations, or he and his kalim are one and he and his light are one. It's all one. Good? Everyone's with me? Easy reading, right? And in particular, when we're talking about the of the the way it is before atzilus, and even in the level that comes before the tzimtzum. That that's the idea of this is another phrase from the Zayar. Galif I'll make a, a, a an engraving in the in the ultimate. Uh, purity or the elevated purity, Tihira Ilah. So he says like this that remember the idea, like remember the muscle that I gave you before of the ocean water. That in the ocean water itself, right, this is my muscle, this is not a uh, Hasidic muscle, so it has lots of problems with it, but it's just to bend your mind a little bit to understand. In the ocean water itself, you have the salt but no one sees the salt it's overwhelmed by the by the by the liquid of the water right but if you were to evaporate the liquid you would be left with the salt you'd see that's how they make sea salt right that they evaporate the water and they're left with a bunch of uh, minerals that's the salt but it's not they're, cre- they're not creating the salt the salt was there the whole time right in the same way before the simsum you have the b-li- kayacha bligvul and kayakha and the kayakha is one with the orange just the way just uh, as much as the kayakha Bligvul is one with the orange but once you remove the orange of the the kayakha what are you left with the kayakha now at the time of before the simsum you had just infinite orange of everywhere Right? And there is no place to make a world. Because if you have infinite orient of, so how could you put something else there? It's already covered. So what did the need to happen? As we know, right, Hashem took a vacuum and He sucked up all the, the, or not all, but in a certain area, He sucked up, so to speak, the Kayach HaBliGvul. Imagine the water example. And what was He left with over there? Kayach HaGvul was left over. And that Kayach is known as what? The Rishima. But it didn't create something new. It was there the whole time. It's just that we didn't see it. Why didn't it see it? Because it was overwhelmed by the Kayach Just like we didn't see the salt in the ocean water. But it was there the whole time. We just have to, we just have to remove the, the, the hydrogen and oxygen molecules. Once you remove the hydrogen and oxygen molecules and you cause them to go into a gas form, so what happens, you're left with the NaCl. Showing off my uh, chemistry. So, he says like this. <laughs> so he says. <laughs> uh, uh, I skipped. But these are the easiest, the letters of the Rishimah. the way it is before of the Rishimah. they are known as the the are the They were completely nullified in a complete unity. There is no it's no shaykhs to any type of ribui multiplicity, in the atmos. It's just him. And that's the way it is also after the creation of the Lord. We go down from level to level. Until we created the worlds of Bria, Tzir, and he was able to create what? Yesh, down here in this world, in the world, lowest world. You have to say that it's still the same thing that's going on. The same energy. The same peanut butter. So really, can you say about it that it's a metziah a yesh, yes, excuse me? metziah. remember the form of being a yesh, of self-independent uh, existence? Obviously Not. Because they're completely bottle and completely one with the oreinso just like that is in, the, in its source. How this is and what how it works and what it works—that's the idea. Do you have a paragraph there? Um, a new paragraph? No. You uh,
1: have one more
0: line. You have a nimtza is another line. yeah the, Oh, how interesting. He has, a, he has it as a, as a comma. Yeah. <laughs> that makes much more sense than the way they have it uh, punctuated here. So it comes out that it's completely the opposite type of meditation. Whereas p'suki de Zimra is we're focusing on the superficiality, so to speak, of the, the wood. Right? The wood, the tree, the multiplicity, right? The, the, the chicken, the duck, the, the, the person, the this, that, all the, the malachim, everything, it's all the multiplicity of it. Right? All of a sudden now we go to a totally different point of view and we see, wait a minute, if we peel back the actual superficial aspect of what this is, what is it made of? What is it Really? It's all just peanut butter. That's the idea. And when you get to that, so then it's all just achdus Hashem. That's what's going on here. Good? Clear?
1: So when, I, when I'm eating my shakras cake, that's Hashem eating Hashem. <laughs> Hashem eating Himself?
0: Is there anything else? Here, that's my question to you. Yes, Shalom. It
1: feels like a lot of just repeat like this.
0: It's not a repeat, it's a, it's a discussion. Remember, the Rebbe Rashab is giving over a Hasidic class here, right? He's teaching us, he's giving it from a, he's explaining to us from every angle what's going on. And he's, this, you see, in a lot of the, uh, in, not a lot, in some of the mimarim of the Rebbe Rashab, he literally lays it out in such a way that he takes you step by step through a meditation. Most places he doesn't do that. But in some places, he does that. And he says, okay, here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, here's step four. Okay, think this line, 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 think this line. Right? In other words, he gives it to us. In most other places, including most of the Rebbe's, for example, he just sort of mentions a one-liner. And he expects that you know this whole page of what he's talking about. That's why it's so much more complicated if you want to really get into the Rebbe's Maimarim, because the Rebbe will say in one line what the Rebbe Rashab will say in two pages. Why? Because the Rebbe expects that you know what the Rebbe Rashab said in two pages over there. So he doesn't have to continue, he doesn't have to explain it again. He assumes that you know it. Which is why, in, you know, that, that's why we put a lot of emphasis on learning these, these Maimarem because it's like giving you the background of how to think through these ideas. Because remember, these, these maimarim were given over to the bachram in yeshiva, right? When the Rebbe Rasha made Tamchei Tamimim, right? And th- this is why we have right, the maimarim from Ranat through, you know, through and inclusive, some above, right, even to Ayyem Beis. But those maimarim, especially, the, you could see the buildup of how the Rebbe Rasha built up the Talmudim of the Tamchei Tamimim to understand what it is that they're supposed to be thinking and it goes step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step-by-step by step, until he paints you a picture. Like, in other words, it's almost like, the way I would explain it is, like it's like a mural. You know a mural? It's like a, of tiles. You know, what is it called? Mosaic, that's what it's called. You know, like, you put down one blue tile and another blue tile and a red tile and a yellow tile and a this tile and that tile until finally you have all these tiles and you see this whole big, beautiful mosaic of this picture. But it needs to be all those tiles to be able to see the bigger picture. But you take each step and each piece and each thing, and you're supposed to use it, He gave it to the to the to that this is what they should be thinking, how they should meditate, you know, and to think about. And it doesn't have to be a meditation for a half hour, an hour. It could be a meditation even for three minutes before davening, just to put your mind into like a little bit of a different space. And then when you approach davening, you approach it from a different uh, angle. Okay, Chevre, let's stop here. Let's give you a chance to do a little Chazara.